everybody. Welcome back to Weekly Dish. Thanks for joining us for the second sparkling hour this thir- this Saturday, this Thursday, this Saturday, as we are all in sparkle, our ca- sparkle, we're Stephanie. all in our calendars and just figuring everything out. Uh, thank you for joining us. It's kind of a gray morning. Hopefully, you guys are tucked in with a nice cup of tea or coffee and just sort of figuring out your day. And that's what we're here to do is to help you do that. So uh, we are so excited that you're joining us. I'm Stephanie Barch. I'm here with Molly Herman today. Hanson is, uh, I don't know, she's camping. She's traipsing in Yosemite. Yeah, I think it's for Kurt's birthday. Yeah. So happy birthday, Kurt. They're visiting some like really historic spots. Yeah, I know. Looks gorgeous out there. Kind of well done. Well, guess what time it is? It's time for top two in hour two. Or not. <laughs> or not. I think we're having technical difficulties. I don't know why it's not playing. We have a weird, we're having a weird, top there's two, a ghost in the two. machine today. <laughs> top two, top two. Oh, well, we don't need it. All right. We're good. We can do it anyway. We are our own intro, people. We are our own intro. So we basically have, uh, this is the time of the show where we talk about things that we are sort of obsessed with this week. Uh, do you want to go first? Or do you want to go second? No, you go first. Okay. So one of my first ones is, you guys all know. How obsessed I am with uh, bolognese. <laughs> bolognese. Bolognese. And the bolo sauce that I put up on the website or on the Facebooks was really obviously doing well. And I know a lot of you have already made it. I did. And so it's kind of exciting to see everybody's stuff. Um, we have, oh gosh. Um, sorry, I was just trying to unlock this recipe from the New York Times because apparently... Uh, I have to log in. Sorry. Anyway, so a lot of people have already made the bolo and you'll see a lot of people, if you've done it, you've already see that there's a part. It's not a big tomato sauce that you simmer in tomatoes. It's not meat in tomatoes that simmers all day. It's meat that simmers all day in different liquids. And then you add the tomatoes. Well, I found what's funny is like, you know, I had the kid, uh, Matt was running around the house while I was making it last week or a couple weeks ago. And he was like, it doesn't even look like tomato sauce. And I was like, it's not yet. I haven't added them. Yeah. But then I found this, a white bolo sauce. Huh. And I thought, that's kind of where we get to that point. And then I I sometimes go, what if I didn't add the tomatoes? And that's where I'm thinking. So does it use chicken? So you can use, I still, this one calls for beef and pork. But again, for me, I have been using chicken and pork. And I've been loving the outcome. Okay. And And so. I used the chicken and pork because that's what I had. Yeah. And the ground chicken is weird to work with unless you're start, And that's actually the reason why I started doing it, too, is because I don't really work with ground Ground chicken chicken, very much. And so I'm just sort of that's a part of learning and growing as a cook. So Mm -hmm. that's what I did. But this stuff is really interesting. It's the whole mirepoix. And then you add your, you know, your sort of meat products and you kind of simmer it in cream. I mean, that's what bolo is. This doesn't sound like it's going to suck at all. It's not going to suck because you simmer it in cream. You simmer it in stock. And then you basically add wine. And this one is saying add white wine instead, instead of red of wine. Red. And then don't do the tomatoes. Well, it's kind of genius. I know. I'm going to totally make this on Sunday. Well, and the beautiful thing about those of you that haven't made bolognese yet, but you let the cream incorporate into the meat. It yes. is a very slow cooking process. Yes. And you really need the cream to get into the meat yeah. uh, to make it taste the way you want it to taste. Yeah. And also that's why I think chicken... And pork is better because it's less, the chicken adds that, like, it doesn't add the extra fattiness to it. Mm-hmm. It's still very rich and beautiful and decadent, but it's also, it's not sort of, I don't know, it's just too it's, heavy. Yeah, it's it's easier to eat. Mm-hmm. It feels better. Um, so anyway, there's, I'm going to put up, I'm going to figure out why I can't link to this right now, but it's basically called rigatoni with, with white bolognese. So I'm going to advise that it's going to be the Sunday sort of project today. What's your first that one? That sounds delicious. Yeah. Uh, we'll stay on the chicken vein here. 
the gluten-free fried chicken at McKinney Row yeah. is really good. Okay. And I believe, so uh, Scott Pampu is the executive chef there now. He's yep. been there about five months, I think. Yeah. Something like that. Yep. And um, he's doing some really fun stuff uh, with a, a weekly entree, like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. He has all these classic dishes that he's bringing back from like Julia Child and, you know, yeah. it's just really fun stuff that you don't see on menus a lot anymore. Um, but he has a gluten-free fried chicken with caviar. And it is absolutely delicious. Caviar on the chicken, or on the just... chicken, like dolloped on top of the fried chicken. Interesting. And it's yeah. gluten free, so is it like it's gluten free rice flour? Or do you and know? I'm not sure what flour blend he's using. And so, if you compare it with Revival's gluten free or gluten friendly fried chicken, because they use a a fryer that fries both, right? Okay. So it's not completely gluten free. Um, their batter is thicker and heartier. and his is a little more delicate and has a lot more salt and pepper flavor, which actually reminds me of my mom's chicken a little bit more yeah I mean, minus the caviar <laughs> minus the caviar hello decadence but if we're gonna gild the lily then right. let's just let's throw gild that, it. that uh caviar on there so anyway if you go to mckinney row uh the regular fried chicken i'm sure is beautiful but i tasted the gluten-free and i was i was very impressed wow yeah oh yeah i i kind of that's and it's only wednesdays is it no uh that's available i think Mm, let me. I'll I know check. because in the beginning he had it as a Wednesday special, but I wasn't sure. While you're checking that, um, I will go on to my second you're right. one. It is Wednesdays. Okay, so it is just Wednesdays. And wait, let me just read this. So on Wednesday you get fried chicken with uh, Bernays sauce, uh, caviar, and sea trout roe, and you get a coupe glass of champagne with this dish. How I much mean, is the total? Again, do you know how much it $24. is? Twenty four dollars. What? For a glass of champagne, and it's a it's a hearty portion yeah. of fried chicken uh, with Bernays and caviar. Okay, I don't know. It sounds Have pretty that. good. Like, sounds like a good Wednesday to me, right? Oh my gosh, I'm in for that. Yeah, um, I love that. And McKinney Row is in East Town, you guys. Just so you know, it's in the shadow of the U.S. Bank Stadium, and they're mm-hmm. open for lunch and dinner. And it's a great little spot. It's kind of a fun little place if you haven't been downtown or, you know, looking for a place downtown. Well, and also good before like shows and, Mm -hmm. and I mean, obviously sporting events because they're right there. But yeah, if you're looking for a place that's not right next to all the theaters, this is a good one to go to. That is good. Decent. Okay. Uh, My second one is actually the, uh, is the James Beard Foundation, actually. Uh, the James Beard Awards every year in the spring, you know, we all go gaga and we go crazy cuckoo about who's won and who's nominated and all these kind of things. Twitter feeds. And, uh, I just want to let you know that I just want to remind people that now is the time when you can have an impact on that. You, the eater play a huge role in who gets nominated as chefs and you don't have to get, unfortunately you can't vote for the radio station food show that you love the most because Leda, because that's a whole different process, but, um, you can vote for your favorite chefs and your favorite restaurants. So, and does it, does it have to be locally that you're nominating or you can nominate? No, you can nominate if you've eaten in a place, if you've eaten, let's say you were out in, uh, you know, Portland and you ate at, at uh, Beast, Naomi yeah. Pomeroy's, yeah. and you were like, "This is the best meal I've ever had." You can feel free to nominate her as long as you say you've, as long as ethically in your heart you know that you have eaten at a place. You can feel free to nominate. Okay, yeah, awesome. And it's really just, I mean, you know, nominate the people who you feel have done really great things and deserve recognition. And 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 it and in my mind, it doesn't have to be, you know, the the James Beard Awards are really trying to open up a little bit more and be a little bit less, you know, rigid. I know that they have a lot of issues with um, 
people saying that it's only the elite that are ever Mm going to get honored. And there's that feeling. A lot of times, like the nomination process, you know, we get the first round and it's this wide swath and then we narrow it down and it's all New York. Yeah. You know, I was going to say very New York centric, Yeah, which is one reason they moved it to Chicago to have the actual awards is to be a little more accommodating and for the country and like either yeah. you're the new york awards or you're the country's awards yep and i mean that's part of the issue so one of the things that they did was they did open up the nomination process for the journalism and the book awards mm-hmm. for people to submit their stuff for free for two weeks oh nice i know so we could have submitted our radio show for free we just forgot and didn't know and whatever so anyway but there's also the idea that first time people can get a discount because it is a it is a hefty price and if you're a freelance writer who's been published or done some really great things, but you don't necessarily have the huge ticket. I think it was like 75 to 150 bucks per submission or something like that. So, um, and so it's really, so what I'm saying is if you feel like there's a food truck that you absolutely adore and is, does magic. If you feel like there's a chef, you know, cooking in a gas station, you know, barbecue counter spot, those kind of things, put it in there, put their recognition in there, do a voting, you know, and and kind of put it out there because it can change their lives. I, I in for some reason, if they win Best Chef Midwest, but even the nominations even give the nomination. them some recognition, and it's something that they can use. You know, James Beard Award nominated. Yeah, you know, I mean, it does hold some cachet. Yeah. yeah, so it is. So I'm just saying that I put. I'm going to put a link onto the Weekly Dish Facebook page mm-hmm. that uh, gives you the link where you can register and vote. Perfect. So, nominate away. What's your second one? Uh, well, I'll carry on with the food uh, food truck thing. Uh, John Whipley, again, at NMLA. So mm-hmm. uh, I did not get to take any pictures of the food because we snarfed it down so fast. Because you're so fast. Oh, my gosh. It was so good. But uh, they're making desserts there, too. Are they? And... Uh, he wanted us to try the fudge, and I'm so glad he did because I'm I'm not like I would not pick fudge I as would, my dessert option. I would not have either, but it was the perfect ending to this like smoky, savory barbecue meal because it wasn't too sweet. Yeah, and it was like this nice dark chocolate and had a little bit of cinnamon in it, almost like a Mexican Ooh. chocolate. It was delicious, and you know it's a whole bar that really by rights should not be eaten in one night. Yeah, even by two people, and you know we may have done really well with that. Uh, but it was just the perfect ending, and I, I didn't expect it at all. I yeah. just was like, okay, like, eh, yeah, fine, the, we'll I try mean, it. we all know the barbecue's good because right. you've been seeing and hearing about it. Uh, but they have so, they have more than one dessert, and the fudge was outstanding. Oh my god! Oh, so my there god. you go. I gotta go. I know. I gotta grab some. Um, okay, we are gonna. That's we're gonna wrap it up for that first segment, and uh, let you guys know. Um, also, this is the last thing I was going to tell you. Uh, Rush Creek Reserve is yes. hitting the stores again, the shelves. This is my favorite cheese of all time. You know what I'm saying? Uplands, you know, cheese from Andy Hatch. The one we talk about every year around this time, Rush Creek Reserve. Amazing. And so is it always on your Thanksgiving table? Or you know, pre-gaming? I actually it's don't pre-game. like my family enough to give them Rush Creek Reserve. <laughs> I'll be totally honest with it's you. It's your pre-gaming chef snack. It's my pre-gaming. <laughs> if I'm going to say, if I'm going to be honest, they don't deserve it. Just going to say. <laughs> hey, you guys, we're going to take a quick break. We come back. We are going to talk about some Instant Pot accessories. If you want to get, you know, kind of get yourself ready for thinking about the feast in terms of arming your Instant Pot with some of the best things out there. We're going to run through some of the stuff that's available. Um, And then we're going to talk a little bit about the uh, magazines that you can check out for the feast. We'll be right back. This is the Weekly Dish. We're brought to you by Red Cow and Red Rabbit.
Welcome back to Weekly Dish. Thanks for joining us on this Saturday. I'm Steph March. I'm here with Molly Herman. Howdy, howdy. And we are ready to talk about some Instant Pot accessories. So here's the deal. Who knew accessorizing your Instant Pot was a thing? I mean, I, you know, it's one of those things. I know uh, our friend Barbara Lyons, who is sort of our Instant Pot maven and Missy Anderson. Barbara's in uh, New York with her daughter, so I don't think she's listening right now. Um, but I will say that that uh, there's a lot of talk. I was watching... I know Hanson talked about the Instant Pot book, I think, on the Jason show. And so then we got a lot of people who joined the group. Okay. And so I wanted to make sure that, you know, people that we sort of had um, some chats about the Instant Pot as well. Because, you know, the Instant Pot, the Weekly Dish Instant Potters is some 4,000 members strong at this wow. point. I know. It's kind of crazy. It has a life of its own. It sure does. <laughs> and I don't always Instant Pot, but this is, you know, this is the thing. Is like but we're when kind I of, do. Right. But when you do, you want to know. And a lot of the things I don't do, I don't use it for some things because of the fact that I don't necessarily, I don't have the springform pan that fits inside okay. my pot. And I know a lot of people, and I've been, that's kind of one of those things where I thought, is it worth it to get it? Do you have, you don't have an Instant Pot. I don't have an Instant okay. Pot. So that's all right. So would you think about getting, now here, let me ask you this. Okay. Before we get to the fact of the, of the accessories piece of this, um, you do have a Vitamix, right? I, I mean, in the kitchen. At, you do. The, at the at kitchen in the market, we have two Vitamixes, yes. Okay. Do you know that Instant Pot has a new blender coming out or it's already out? The Ace 60 cooking blender. So here's my big question. Cause here's my big beef with Vitamix. Yeah. You cannot take the bottom off of Vitamix to get the rest of your stuff out. There's always something stuck at the bottom. Like if you're making a beautiful puree of something yeah, that doesn't pour out easily, you know, like you're scooping it out. Yeah. You can't get under the blades really? to get it all out. I don't know. It drives me nuts. That's interesting. You know, because on a regular blender, you can take off the bottom and just like get all the stuff. Yeah. Right? So that's, I mean, Vitamix is wonderful in a lot of ways, but that's my big. That's your, and is that a big enough pet peeve to make you be like, mm. every time I use it, I think it. Wow. So there you go. But it's so powerful in other ways that, you know, it does sort of make up for it. So does this one, are you able to like take out the bottom? This is what I'm, I'm actually totally reading this now and I don't, it doesn't actually, I can't tell. Um, it is an eight smart built-in programs. It's got. You know, because of course it's got the Instant Pot processor, so it's a computerized blender. Basically, um, it can it can smoothie puree. You know, it can do ice cream, crushed ice, soy milk, rice milk, almond milk, oat milk, and soup. It has three blending speeds: low, medium, high. Um, okay, but this is all just—it's just a regular blender. They just put in some computer programming. But it's for got you. like the soup thing, so it can go up to the right speeds enough to make it hot enough for soup. Which is the big thing, which is, I thought, one of the things that the Vitamix did that was sort of the big thing. Oh, I see what you're saying. Like when you put hot liquid in there. Yeah. The, no, it's like it's the speed where you can cook in it, there. It heats it up in the blender? Yes. yes. What? I know. So this one has, um, it says, say, accessories include food tamper, measuring cup, cleaning brush with bristles, and a food safe strainer bag with drawstring. I don't know if it, I don't know if it can... Yeah, it says not only can you create unique beverages, you can prepare hot soups, puree vegetables and baby food all in one pitcher. Um, and it's got all this kind of stuff. Heat resistant to changes in temperature. The cooking process, the display will prove you with real-time cooking temps, Fahrenheit and Celsius, so you can check on the cooking process at a glance. I I I know. I don't think I could I don't think I could make a soup in this. You don't think so? No. Why not? It needs to be on a pot on the stove. So do you ever make soup though in your Vitamix? <laughs> 
Because that's a thing that people I mean, do. I've pureed soup in the Vitamix, but I don't make soup in the Vitamix. I thought that was the whole thing that you can make soup in it because of the speed it goes so and fast. the cooking. Yeah, because it basically heats it up. No, I mean, and this this is also one we do like a blender hollandaise in there a lot and show people how to do that because the the heat does even on a regular blender actually would cook the egg enough that you don't have to do it you know over the water bath. Yeah. Um, no, I've never cooked soup in a Vitamix. Oh, I th- uh, see. That was the whole reason I thought why anybody would ever buy a Vitamix was because you can do that. Because anything else I do, you can make in a wearing in my mind. No, it's just it's much more powerful for like, you know, making nut butters and like really crushing harder things that that you can't do in a regular blender. OK, well, I would love if anybody, a, a couple people mm-hmm. in the Instant Pot community had asked whether anyone had the blender yet. Um, I'm going to say that it is an exclusive to Walmart. So you have to get it through Walmart. It's 99 bucks. It was earlier this year, like on sale for 58. Maybe we'll see some Black Friday deals on that one. I don't know. That might be an interesting thing to pick up. It's 99 bucks. Free shipping arrives by Thursday, November 8th. If you buy, if you buy it like this today. sounds like something that's going to sell out well before Christmas. I wonder is about what that. I think if it's exclusive only to Walmart yep. too, because, but I don't know when they're going to open it up to, you know, um, other, th- I mean, well, Amazon. An, in- an instant pot is so hot right now that anything branded instant pot, I think that's is the one go. thing that's so funny. It's like, yeah, they basically. Uh, okay, wait, I got. I click. I'm gonna click on this one just to see. It's yeah. It just says that it's. Um, it's got a 12 month warranty. It's the picture is a 60 ounce glass pitcher with a concealed heating element and eight machine ground stainless steel blades. Um, and so it doesn't, I still can't say if it says, but it does have a cold blending program, four cold blending programs and four hot blending programs. <laughs> so, <laughs> wow. And you can toggle between the two options for puree, rice, milk, and soup. I had no idea. I mean, I don't know. This is interesting. Like I said, anybody wants to call in 651-641-1071 and let us know if you are pro or against that kind of thing. If you've had luck or no luck with it. You know, there is also, by the way... Walmart also has exclusive on Instant Pot's latest gadget, which is the slow cooker. So what's, I mean... It's called the gem. But why? Aren't they the same thing? No. This one is... So this but one's I mean, called the gem. you use your Instant Pot as a slow cooker? You can. my point. You can. Well, I mean, it's pressurized. It's the difference between... Uh, you know, it's not a pressure cooker, whereas right. a pressure cooker is going to cook through pressure. And so you're going to have... You do have a slow cooker set. I mean, there are slow cooker settings. Okay, I just that was my point, is that yeah. I, you could use it as a slow cooker. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But the Gem is definitely not a pressure cooker at all. Okay, no, There's it. no pressure. So it's a microprocessor-powered slow cooker that can automatically control the timer and temperature of the unit. Like, you can sort of... I mean, I think you can probably do that in other things, too. But it's a set it and forget it, obviously, thing like that. But it's um, it has a bake function. So that may be the yeah. difference. It has yeah. a bake function. Um, it sets the temperature of its nonstick liner to 375 degrees. And uh, so it's got it's got a saute thing. So instead of, like, your normal... You don't have to brown it separately. Right. So that's... I mean, that's kind of finding in that same vein as the Instant Pot where you can saute and then you quickly seal things and then they do their magic. Gotcha. So this led me to, you know, when I saw that you were doing Instant Pot accessories, there's this Ninja Foodie. Have you heard of this? Well, is it a blender? No. It is. I mean, it's by the blender company. Okay. Right. But it is um, a slow cooker that has a crisping function. 
Do you so have a, you don't have a link? Okay. Yeah, it's right on the uh, grid. So Tinder Crisp technology is what it says. Oh. And so these are the same people that have that air fryer, I guess. Oh, is it? So they're coming after. That's interesting. Yeah. So oh, it's a pressure cooker that crisps, yeah. not a slow cooker. A pressure yeah. cooker that crisps. Yeah. So it's a pressure. Co- oh, see, wait a minute. So it's a pressure cooker that crisps. Yes. Which means that you could do. A, the chicken because chicken the pressure yep. cook because you cannot fry chicken in the instant pot. That's not what that's for. But there are pressure cook. That's broasters is pressure cooking. Right. That's when you get the broasted chicken and like four bells. Theirs is pressure cooked chicken. But you want the crispy skin. That's what I'm Instead saying. That, it's yeah, fried chicken, how, but it's not fried. It's that's pressure how cooked. you can get this. Yeah, you have. But, this is if you're gonna do if you want that. That would mostly be for fried chicken. I don't know what I else. I would imagine. I mean, I guess if that was a thing that you were doing and that was your main gig. Okay. Mm. Well, the other thing I wanted to make sure that you guys knew was that there is on, if you're talking about, like for me, thinking about getting set for the, you know, the holidays and stuff and doing a lot of cooking, there is a 12 piece accessory set for the instant pot for the six and eight quarter that includes a steamer basket, the egg rack, uh, a spring form pan, the egg bites mold, which is like the so that you can you do the crack little the eggs. You can do the you can do the uh, like the souffle eggs. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. You know, it's got four magnetic cheat sheets. It's got some oven mitts, food tongs. I don't need all that. Basically, I need the egg rack to kind of sit there so they don't crack. I need the springform pan, maybe the steamer basket. But anyway, this entire kit is for forty bucks on oh, that's Amazon. A good deal. I know, and it's got. I mean, it's got a lot of little tchotchkes with it. And so I just thought that was a great, and it fits. I guess that's the big thing. Cause like, I don't have a spring for, I don't have a steamer basket that fits in my instant pot. Sure. So that's what I like about that. That's a good gift item. If you're thinking about, if you're going to bring something to a cook who's hosting for you this year, there you go. All right. That's some instant pot updating. That's uh, some really interesting discussions. We're going to take a break. You guys, when we come back, we're going to talk about the, uh, the feast magazines hitting the newsstand shelves as we speak. We'll be right back. This is weekly dish. Hey everybody, welcome back to Weekly Dish. Thanks for joining us today on this sort of mucky Saturday. I don't know, is it cold out? It's like 40, I think. That's That's too bad. We're used to it now. I know. I mean, 42 weeks ago was like burr. I know. And now it's just like, oh, I'm great. I can still wear peep-toed shoes. Right. Watch me. Uh, You No. Watch me. It's over. I know, you have have feelings. You can do it. You're allowed. (laughs) Thanks for that. I'm sorry I'm so bossy. (laughs) It sort of happens. Um, (laughs) Thanks for joining us, you guys. And again... If you missed any part of our beautiful conversations before, we did have some fun stuff earlier. Uh, feel free to you know light up the old podcast because Weekly Dish is a podcast. And you can always check it out later in the day or if you just want to dial in for the first 20 minutes and then catch it all later. or Listen to us at the gym. Yeah, pick it us up on the, uh, the old treadmill, whatever you got. It's great. So thank you for uh, listening and thank you for being a participant of the food scene, eating or going out or however you do it in the Twin Cities. So and because that kind of allows us to do this right <laughs> people actually want to hear us talk about food for i know two it's, hours. it's, it's random it's amazing sometimes it makes me kind of giggle as i'm driving in in the morning that <laughs> that's what i'm doing uh so a lot of longtime listeners will know that you know talking about the feast this is the super bowl for us and especially for magazines for me this is like the september issue <laughs> like it's the fashion you know for vogue and everything else right this is november is for it's your high food holiday it is the high food holidays and i nothing is more you know is better than this holiday for me and i love the fact that for the magazines you know and print is one of those things that has been a challenge in the years past and continuing forward to continue onward and as yep. a magazine editor myself 
I am so grateful that they continue to put out the print pieces of it because as much as I do my work for the Feast Online, I do a lot of searching online. I look up techniques. I watch videos. You know, things like if I'm going to be making ricotta, I want to see how someone else is doing it. Sure. I love that and I appreciate it, but there's something about sitting on my couch, paging through these beautiful pictures and getting that inspiration that well, sort of tactile. sets the tone. Yeah, yeah. it's tactile. Um, so let's run through some of the... Did you pull up that article? I didn't pull up that the, link. I, I, I was looking at something else. Okay. I mean, Thanksgiving related. Yeah, I wasn't no, no, off no. task. I swear I'm no, not No, no, no. I just wanted you to look at some of the <laughs> covers because I wanted to talk about what the covers of some of these magazines look like. And it, kind of the idea of like, does it set the right tone? We were t- There's an article on Eater. Ooh, that, I have opinions. Th- that's good. That's what we want. <laughs> we want to talk about which food magazine has, th- has the best Thanksgiving cover. So let's start with Bon Appetit. Bon okay. Appetit this year has great type across the top. It says the Thanksgiving kitchen, all the tips, recipes, and advice you can get through the big day. And there's a browned turkey with some cutting boards in the back. How are you feeling? What's your first moment? The turkey looks fake. Yeah, it's a little too glossy and weird for me. And the cutting boards make it look like they're selling kitchen accessories. Yeah, a little is bit. what I think. Yeah. And then the towel and then, I don't know, it just, yeah. It looks like, it Here's looks like my it, thing. it could be a crate and barrel catalog. Yeah, It could be, and that's actually, uh, this. there's a guy named Greg who loves it. He says, oh, it, that's what he says. Yeah, look he said that. it reminds me of walking into Restoration Hardware. It feels aspirationally sterile. He says you can cook Thanksgiving and it won't be a huge mess. Which is, that's that's a thing that they want you to think, you know? Yeah. Um, and they like this one. Someone else said it feels like a West Elm catalog. Um, and this one, I love this one. Someone said there are five cutting boards in this photo. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a lot. Um, and someone said the turkey looks really good and it's the right color. And then another person said, I think it's too shiny. It reminds me of a reptile. It looks fake. It I does mean, look too fake to me. Yeah. I Actually, if you're going to show a turkey, I kind of want you to cut into it. I want to see the inside of the turkey for some reason. Yeah. Does that feel right? Because this looks like it's raw and they just put some paint on it, honestly, and burnished it. Yeah. It doesn't inspire me. Someone said it doesn't inspire me to cook, does it? But it does inspire me to want to eat. So that's interesting. Right? Okay. Okay, let's move on to Southern Living. Southern Living has... my old staple growing up. Is this... Was this your your staple? Mom had a subscription for as long as I've known. Because Mom's is from the South. Um, so this is the all Thanksgiving issue. It's called giving thanks. There's a bunch of pies. The South's best pies is kind of the lead on it. Um, how do you feel about this one? It's okay. Yeah. I, you know, I, maybe it's the color green in there that throws you a little bit. Doesn't look exactly Thanksgiving ish, but I understand that, you know, they wanted some different color in there because the pies are all brown and I do appreciate that the, the pecan pie is front and center because that's my favorite. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's okay. Yeah, I this have, one, I have no strong feelings. This one, a lot of the pros were saying that they didn't like the Green Runner either. Oh, that there it, it is. Yep, that it kind of makes them a little too Christmassy, and that was a little hard. This one says, "I love the idea that there's a cup of coffee or tea that evokes the feeling of being full and tired from mm-hmm. the, from mm-hmm. the feast, which I super love as well. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're gonna have a pie on the cover, I would like it to be set in the right setting. I don't want the pie next to the turkey. Does right. that sound right? Yeah, that's. I mean, right. that sounds silly, but I just sort of yeah. have that feeling. I just feel like it's good. And you're right. Maybe the green does make me think Christmassy, and that was yeah. what I, the problem I was having with it. I know, right? So this is that's a fun one. Okay. Martha Stewings, or Martha Stewings. Martha that's Stewings. kind of how I feel about that. Mm. Martha Stewart's Living. Hers is this cover that is says Living. It's Welcome Home, the new Thanksgiving classics, extra special table ideas. It's got a very ornate sort of gilded looking like counter, or it looks like at the top of a credenza with a beautiful turkey. And some dried flowers in front of some wallpaper. Wallpaper. How it do you is feel? too brown. 
Too brown. It's almost like, where's the turkey? Yes. The turkey gets lost a little bit. I love the credenza that it's on. I love the flowers. Yeah. But it just looks too brown. Yeah, this one says, it looks like this turkey is on a side table somewhere in Martha's country rustic mansion. <laughs> Perhaps even <laughs> ornamental. Sure is. This is the show turkey. <laughs> Right? I does sort of feel like a profile shot of the turkey, which is not normal. Last couple of years, we've had the overhead shot of the turkey. Well, and so Bon Appetit did the profile yeah, shot, too. Right. So that's the new... This one, they're saying that it looks more like uh, a real turkey and not a fake turkey. The uneven browning makes it look real. You're feeling okay. that? Okay. Yes, yes, I do feel that it's a more realistic turkey, for sure. Here's what I don't like. Ready? Yeah. I don't like the proximity to the dried flowers. All <laughs> I can do, on the turkey. all I can think of is a dusty falling of crunchy dryness. That hydrangea's gonna shed. Yes, it's gonna shed right on that turkey, and then also the fact that I feel like it's gonna have that Michael's craft store smell, and I don't yes, want anything like to do with that. Yeah. Okay, I agree with I that. I know. It is a little off-putting. I know, so that's, I just, but I mean, I'm fine with it, but you're right, it is. find any covers that we actually like? Not yet. I haven't gone I through know. all of them. All right, Cooking Light, scrolling on to Cooking no, Light. Cooking boring. Light is a dark brown, or dark blue background, it's got a plate full of things. Like, it's got a plate of mashed potatoes and some macaroni and cheese and some green beans and the turkey. And it says, your complete guide to holiday sides. It's boring. The only yeah. thing interesting about it is that the bundle of green beans is wrapped in bacon or pancetta. Okay. I and mean, that's... The best part, if you click in, you can see that it is pretty much the same one as they did last year. I is mean, the, yes, if you click through, you see that their their plate is oh, last year. only hexagon this year. Like, that's the well, reason. Those are big changes, Stephanie. I mean, but it's basically the same color scheme and the same arrangement of food. It is. It was it a is. round plate last year. Yes. They put some green beans on it instead of carrots and yeah. squash. I know. I know. And then there's an 80s salad. Who's their art top. director? I don't know. I, they mm-hmm. need Their art director needs a little bit of inspiration. I'm just saying. I don't know. This one was. I mean, we have we have a mic, and we're going to use it. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Okay. Rachel Ray every day, and she has got it's all gravy, and she's got four pieces of turkey with a big, you know, gravy stripe on them crammed under the cover. Shot. It is a close close up. up. The first all food with a fork thing. I can appreciate the close up, but I feel like it's all very one color. Yeah. I get there's a little bit of green in the corner, but I love the fact that it's like she's just going in for the sex appeal. Gravy. Done. Having it. I'm not mad at it. You're not mad at it. No, but you're not loving it. It's not my favorite. Yeah. So far. Maybe it will be by the time we get through the end of this. I do love I do love its simplicity and I do love the celebration of just food. You know what I mean? I do love that whole thing. But yeah, I I mean, it's kind of also um I don't know. It's it is a nice POV. It's a nice kind of idea. I would like if you're going to put food together. I don't need to see your plate. Is what I'm saying. Right. So let me look at what hers was last year, though. Oh because yeah. That was. They're saying it was a nice. Also, oh, last year she had the overhead full turkey shot, which is what it seems like. That was the big thing last year, and this year I don't see that a lot. Okay. Okay. So then let's move on to um, food and wine. Come together. And this one Come together. is makes got, me just want to sing. Yeah, it's got the sweet potatoes and with a dish with a half meringue, sort of a, a you know, browned meringue mm, on the top. And it's got this very architectural trivet it's sitting on. I gotta tell you, this is my favorite cover. It, I was gonna say I like this one. A this lot. one is it's got pop. It makes me hungry because it's I, clean. And it's clean and it's not turkey. It's yeah. not a turkey, but it still says Thanksgiving to me. 
Well, and their tagline come together automatically evoked feelings, right? Yeah. And why has, I love this, why has no one ever put a sweet potato cover for Thanksgiving? This is so bold. No turkey, no pie. This feels so much more like Bon Appetit than food and wine. I love the dirty spoon. Yeah, I do love a dirt. I do. I do want a little bit of the reality to it. Like I want that minute of saying, yeah, no, I am digging this a lot. I like that one, too. And and I think that there's uh, this one. Someone said who has a feeling about marshmallow topping on cut up roasted sweet potatoes. This person is saying the sweet potatoes should be mashed so you can eat them together. And I don't I don't agree with that necessarily. Well, and I don't think this is a straight marshmallow topping. This is more like a meringue. I know. Well, but I mean, meringue is sort of in that same flavor. But it's not like it's not like the um, the dotting of the super sweet marshmallows. You're right. You're right. It doesn't have to necessarily be like that. Yeah. Yeah. I I did. Okay. so quickly, we're going to move on to uh, Food Network magazine. No. I'm sorry. Was I too quick to judge that? Oh my God. The first Judgy thing McJudgerton over here. Nickelodeon gack is what It the, is too busy. It's a lot. But theirs is always busy because they got to get faces in and numbers and pie, pie, pie. Mm. And I don't know. The turkey I, looks too yellow. And yeah. la- I mean, maybe they rubbed it with turmeric, which is a lovely I think idea. They must but have. Yeah. It does look a little bit yellow. It's very strange. I think it's weird to have a, a $5,000 grocery sweeps on the top of that. A jaundiced turkey, anyway. Yeah. I love this one, this line. This cover is depressing. It's sad. Like the pi- the pilling carpet of a CVS. It's listless. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> and then Samin. Where is the Samin Thanksgiving cover? Right. I know. I know because they basically, yeah, I would oh, love to see God, her. I take. love her. I know. I just want to eat with her. We just have that whole thing where this show will now also always be dedicated to some mean Nosrat of salt, fat, acid, and heat. All right, you guys, that's our media roundup for the, at least our cover gate for the news for the (laughs) weeklies. Hopefully you'll go out and get some and check them out and see what's in there. I'm going to be looking through them tonight, as I said on my couch, watching Book of Life. And our very strong opinions. Very strong Let us know what you think. Right. So we're going to take a quick break, you guys. When we come back, we are going to wrap it up and tell you the moral of the story. We'll be right back. This is the Weekly Dish. Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us today, this Saturday, our first November Saturday of the Weekly Dish. Um, did you know that first Saturdays means giant egg roll day, by the way? <laughs> giant egg roll day. Not uh, just for the state fair. I know. There's a, at 50, I think it's 12 Eyes Brewing in, in uh, St. Paul over kind of down by, it's lower townish, I guess. In, there's a, a brewery over there. They have, um, the first Saturdays, they have giant egg roll day. Is it? And like, there's who's a woman. Making them? This woman who does, uh, <laughs> now I'm in a, it's like her name is Mrs. The Egg Roll Queen. Her name is the Egg Roll Queen, Queen. and she—I know the Egg Roll Queen—and she is. uh, She is the first Saturday of every month. She serves her one-of-a-kind jumbo egg rolls at Twelve Eyes Brewing. She also, by the way, does egg rolls that you can um, order. You can buy. You can order them and then freeze them. Oh, look! I know this is one of those like maybe this is one of those great things you want to do ahead of time. Um, But they do. uh, Then they'll do like baskets of egg rolls. You know, like they, they like, she does a whole bunch of stuff. So, I feel like Tom Horgren is probably all over this. He's a huge giant egg roll fan. Is he? Yes. Um, well, at least according to State Fair. I think she might have a truck, you guys. Wait, hold everything. Stop uh, the presses. Yeah, okay. Well, it's like she, we also have the Korean street food here. Lots of options. Last day in St. Paul, unless the weather warms up again. They have an egg roll queen, queen truck. She has a truck. That's so, amazing. So it never comes to Minneapolis that I know of. I know. So she's only a St. Pauler. Um, 
Yeah, wow. So she's they're kind of done doing the truck for the season, probably. But that d- doesn't mean that it's on Facebook. The funny thing is, I I was doing the feed and I was looking for you know I always look for fun events yeah. and things, and I popped up on I did an interesting of it. I can't tell you how many people messaged me saying, "What's this all about?" And they were very interested in egg rolls, the giant egg rolls. Yes, well, there you go. He does have a stocking up for winter egg roll thing. I guess it, that was on Friday. Never mind. You're all screwed. All right. So too bad for you. It's all too late, but you can still get them on the first Saturdays at this brewery. Um, okay. So did you have any big morals of the story today that you need to uh, impart things that you learned a thing? Clearly I need to learn more about Instapot and I know I'm behind on this and I have all my friends that have one and I just, it's not the way I cook at home. And then I, you know, I'm at the kitchen a lot, so you are. You're among machines and gadgets and everything, yeah. and all day long. That's so you're I'm, not necessarily the demographic. No, I'm a I'm a novice on the Instapot thing. But yeah. uh, can I give a little shout out for a class that we have coming yeah. up on Monday? Yep, yep. So Steph March and I will be at Kitchen in the Market. We have our Chef's Night Off class yep. with Jack Rebel from the Lexington, and I think there's still a few seats left. So yeah, we might be able to squeeze you in. It's always a good time. You guys yep. always see our pictures and say like, "I'd love to come." Here's your chance. Here's your chance. And it benefits the Sheridan Story, which is a great organization. So. Yes. Who anyway. feeds hungry kids. So that's always a good thing. Hey, I wanted to tell you about something new um, that is open in St. Paul, which is the Barrel House. Mm. Have you heard about... So Birch's Lower Town yes. is in, you know, is the brew pub that's attached to Octofish Bar. And of course, is the second to the Birch place, which is out by me. Yep. Which has a lovely patio, by the way, deck right on the lake. Well, this one, instead of a deck and a patio, it has something called the Barrel House, which is a new lounge situation. A tiny room seats about 50 people with its own bar. It's a piano bar. That's what I was going to say. I heard there was a piano bar situation. I I was very excited about that. Thursday, Friday, Saturday only. And they're doing, but it's full cocktails down there. And they're doing tatter salt tap cocktails. But here's the deal, you guys. Saw Aaron Schwab who is a powerhouse. If you guys, I know a lot of you listen, watch the Jason show. She's on there periodically as well, but she is a powerhouse voice. She's going to be on Thursdays in no, in December. She's going to be down there. We're going to have to like gather a gaggle. Yeah. We need to, and go. We need to, because it is like, basically you all, you request a song, you write it on a slip and you put it into the, into the jar and they'll sing it. And Are you allowed to sing along with her? You always do. The entire room. She actually mandates that you do. Good, good. Yes. Oh, I'm so in. I know. This I was thinking awesome. about how we have not ever gone to see a, like a cabaret singer. We yeah. always just have our own karaoke nights. But yeah. you don't get to stand up at the mic, but you're at your table and you're like, I mean, like the entire room gets into like we all did Dream On together. Yes. That was great. I'm in. Okay, wait, I have another question. So yeah. you said there's cocktails down there. Is it a full bar or just the tap cocktails? No, it's a full bar. It is a yep. full bar. Okay. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Not that the tap cocktails from Tattersall are just anything. Right. No, no, no. No, and you can also get the menu from upstairs, which is a couple of burgers, some wings, some smashed potatoes, you know, a couple of great little snacky bits. Their burger is making the rounds right now, right? Yeah, well, it is. Yeah, Tim McKee and the gang, Shane Oporto, have kind of helped them with their menu over there. So it's not a sloppy thing. Aren't they cooking? Isn't Octo cooking them? Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so all the... The Birch's orders go through the Octo Kitchen, which is awesome. Well, that's not bad. That's not bad at all. Um, another thing that is open that I want to kind of call out, especially on a day like today, cute little place in Harmar, uh, Roseville area, called Hot Pot 7. Ooh. And it's a new hot pot restaurant. Fun. And they have pho, 
mm-hmm. that you can order, but they also have lao, which is what a hot pot is. Yep. And you basically get a little dish of broth, or it's a little pot of broth, and it cooks right at your table, right where you're sitting. It's very hot. And you throw in your ingredients and make your own personalized soup, basically. And and dip your little meat strips in it so yeah, to cook you them. Yeah, kind of do whatever you want, yeah. however you want to do it. So it's kind of interesting. I thought that was fun. That is and fun. that's right on the, and they have Thai rolled ice cream too, by the way. Hmm. So as everyone does now, it seems like it. Mm-hmm. I would be down for that. Um, okay. A couple other things happening this weekend besides giant egg rolls. Uh, we were just talking that the iron bartender finals are on Sunday night. It's a good lineup too. I know it is. It's red rabbit versus Hilo diner versus high, high versus lawless distilling. These are all, they're all going to compete for the finals. I don't know how we're doing the mashups if it's like two versus two and then the final then the or if final it's like two. a round robin. Not sure. Hmm. Um, but that is uh, that's happening at Amsterdam Bar and Hall on Sunday. There is a lift code. If you go to their website, you can a lift or an Uber code, I think, to get there and back if you need it oh, for fun. discounts. That's a good idea. Yeah. So that you don't have to drive. Oh, for fun. Oh, for crepes. It's such a good time. But it's great to see all your bartender pals. And usually yeah. that's, you know, a lot of the mixologists from town come. And they have a good time. And it's crazy. They have crazy secret ingredients that they get thrown at them to create these cocktails. So it's really interesting to see how their minds work. Yes. Yes. Last, the last week that I was there when I was emceeing, we did, they had things like, um, now I'm forgetting. See, there it goes. All completely <laughs> gone. Um, one of them was like orange or mango slices, those candied mango slices. Oh, yeah. And then there was from that to. Uh, Wasn't there a cereal one? Pop Rocks. Pop Rocks. Yeah. Okay. There's all sorts of weird things like yeah. that, you know. It's it's always sesame fun when they oil. Get, that yeah, was hard. I was going to say when they get a savory one, that's really an interesting. Well, and like sesame oil is hard because you don't normally put oil in drinks. Well, and there is that viscosity that you want in certain cocktails, but you got to do it right because sesame oil is strong. It was overwhelming to was a lot it? of them. Yeah, but interesting, interesting yeah. enough. I liked it. Um, uh, what else is going on this week? Or things that you have going on? Should I talk about the Nordic House? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's the thing. Okay, so you guys remember that, and I know that, like I said, I'm averting my gaze from all things Christmas, but I need to tell you that you can submit your gingerbread creation to Norway House's Gingerbread Wonderland. So, because I don't know if you remember, but every year they create this sort of like gingerbread landscape mm-hmm. of things, and then they sell you gingerbread house kits. And you're saying that they baked all the gingerbread in your they kitchen. They did. They were lovely. For two days, they came in and, and baked all the gingerbread pieces off. And then they assembled them into kits. They baked them in our kitchen at Kitchen the Market. And then they assembled them into kits. And then you can go pick up a kit from the Norway house mm-hmm. and uh, submit your entry then for their their little wonderland. So for the display, you can make a house. You can make your house. You could mm-hmm. do... Somebody did the U.S. Bank Stadium last year. Oh, that's cool. I mean, my God. And uh, basically, from between from now through November 15th, you can drop them off between 11 a.m. and 3 p.m. at the Norway house. And they, they it might be able to make it into the landscape, into yeah, their fun. entire collection. Which I should is go pick one up, actually. And the gingerbread uh, kits are free, it says, on a first-come, first-served basis. So do that. All right, guys. Well, this has been fun, Malls. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming. Everybody, good luck with the feast. Start planning. Maybe tomorrow fall back. Oh, tomorrow is fall back. Don't forget. Set your clocks. Sleep in. It's going to be snowing, so who cares? Good luck, everybody. (laughs) Ciao, ciao.